Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our Super Bowl 58 betting recap. And by the way, our Super Bowl 59 matchup preview, at least what we think it might be. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network in the spirit of the show, as I just alluded to. Simon and I will do what we always do. We will give you some takeaways on our leans, thoughts, strategies for betting 2024 NFL futures. Believe it or not, it's never too early to start thinking about all that goodness. Plus, we will share our thoughts on the big game, the expected, the unexpected, the triumphs, the mistakes. The last game of another NFL season is in the books. Later in the show, we'll bring on our superstar who has more stats about the greatness and what we are actually witnessing with Patrick Mahomes. Director of Research, Evan Abrams. He's going to provide all the context we need. Before we get to any of that, let's bring in my co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Chad, what a weekend, brother. Dude, we're going to get to it because we freaking nailed it. Like, settled on a side, settled on a lean for the total, did not get distracted. We're going to dig into all that, plus so much more. Um, I want to make a small point. Something circular happened yesterday, a little bit of a circular moment. As anyone who has listened to the podcast knows, we have talked about Mitch Trubisky so often when he was <laughs> the quarterback of the Bears. Yeah. And I would always make a point. Mitch Trubisky was someone the Bears traded up to get. They didn't draft Patrick Mahomes. They didn't go for Deshaun Watson in that draft. They traded up to get Mitch Trubisky. On Monday, the day after Patrick Mahomes won his third Super Bowl title and third Super Bowl MVP, the only quarterback drafted ahead of him, Mitch Trubisky, in 2017, was released by his third NFL team. Reminder, the Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky number two overall. That felt very full circle to me. Here we are, seven years later, we're talking about the Bears having to draft a quarterback Mitch Trubisky getting released by his third team within 24 hours of Patrick Mahomes winning his third Super Bowl. No, you're sick in the head, Chad. Who who talks about Mitch Trubisky the day after the Super Bowl? You are truly sick in the head. Only you would bring him up today. So when I looked at uh, <laughs> when I looked at the list of people drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes, uh, in addition to Mitch Trubisky, Miles Garrett, you can explain it, um, also drafted that year. John Ross, receiver. <laughs> by the Bengals ahead of Mitch, of Patrick Mahomes, Solomon Thomas from the Niners, Corey Davis receiver drafted by the Titans, Leonard Fournette drafted by the, uh, by the Jags, Mike Williams from the Chargers. All of these teams in 2017 probably were thinking we need a quarterback, but they decided not to draft Patrick Mahomes. No, he's a miracle though. No one saw this coming. Same is the same with Purdy, the guy he played against. Neither of these guys... You ever saw coming, even Mahomes, if you go back and watch his college career, no one was ever going to take him at number one. And Chad just said it. The dude felt the pick 10, which will always be the craziest part of it, where it's like that team, even their 
I remember their GM talking about because they had Alex Smith on the team. Everyone was attacking him. Why are you trading up to the 10th pick over to Sean Watson? Why are you moving up above to taking this guy above Watson, who's a national champ? And it's just crazy. These guys, It again, in life, it's good to think different. And the Chiefs are the best example of that. They saw something no one else could see. And even Andy Reid said in his wildest dreams, they did not see this kid turning what he's into. So, yeah, can't wait to dive into it, brother. We are going to dive into the context of how great he is. Uh, as a reminder, and how great we are, by the way, for betting on him because of how great he is. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. As a reminder, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube right now, we appreciate your patience. Had some tech difficulties. Don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Okay, Simon. <laughs> For two weeks, we have been saying, Chiefs is dogs, plus two and a half, plus two. Evan even told us, if we're going to bet on the Chiefs, bet on the Chiefs to win and bet them to win by a field goal because we were going to see that teams in that position, when you do win, you tend to win by a field goal or more. A lot of noise out there from the wise guys for sure. We settled on it. We feel good about it. Under and the Chiefs. This game raised so many questions to me about some really interesting, important topics of betting first. And I want your take on this. How to power rate when we get to the playoffs. San Francisco was the dominant team all season long. The Chiefs were clearly a team that was much better in the last five weeks of the season. Bookmakers did not account for that. Like maybe the game should have been closer to opening at one, right? Why can't betters and bookmakers adjust more quickly to account for sort of an end of the season improvement and evolution? I would say first... Matt Mitchell hit the damn music one last time. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. Uh, yeah, Chad, that was the dream. The way we broke down the game, everything we said, it literally went exactly how we talked about it. And that's as a better, when you're investing heavy, and I told, I tell people all the time, week one is my second biggest week. The biggest week of any professional and any, any year will always be the Super Bowl because it's never easier to get money down. It's no book will say no to any bet I want to make. They will take, again, this is talking side and total props. It's, it's a joke. You're going to get pennies down, but on side and totals, I could put as much money as I wanted down on that under. Like the 47 and a half hung for two and a half weeks. Never ending amount of money could be poured into it. They didn't move it. Same with the Chiefs, Chad. That was the craziest part. All that money kept coming in. And the books, again, these guys are smart. There's a re reason these casinos exist. But they got caught. They, they thought they were so smart hanging that number. And they were happy to take 
that Chiefs money because they liked their position. I think it's something I mean, you were going to talk about, how the models can't account for what Mahomes can do. And the the books got caught. I think, um, again, the Vegas had a winning day, but I think their take home was $66 million. So $190 million was bet. Their take was $6 million. That's terrible. Like, people will be fired for that. No joke. That's That's a really bad take for them on their biggest weekend they've ever had. So, um, yeah, they they should have hung, but we talked about it. They should have made this a pick, make it maybe minus one, but um, it was crazy. Before kickoff, you could have got two and a half. So, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, and what we talked about, again, we'll dive more into it. It's like, it's the dream scenario, right? Our show wins big. My group wins big. I personally win big. I'll get a really nice bonus um, here coming up. And it's just, people care so much about the playoffs. I mean, you could lay an egg for two months and God honest truth. If we win the Super Bowl, most of that will be forgotten just because people do bet so heavy on this game. So um, yeah, it's nice to know we put a ton of time into this game. You break down film nonstop and just off the top, something that really stood out for me, something we talked about was the difference of spags, right? And everything in that game, again, Mahomes, all of it's incredible it all felt like it came down to Spags waiting at the right time to send those corner blitzes on those third downs that literally decided that game. So, um, you know, obviously so much to dive into this game, but off the top, to me, the biggest thing that stood out was just how well Purdy played. And um, just in the biggest moment, I think he was blitzed. Um, I'd have to look at my notes, I think 18 times, and he was 12 for eight against the blitz. So, like, it wasn't even that Purdy had a bad game against the blitz. But at those those third downs, those third and fourths, those third and threes, with Spags would send that corner blitz, it was the game changer. So um, just dream scenario, Chad. Right when you win a when you win an over under by half a point, you, you can't not feel like you got very lucky in a game that was ten to three at halftime and you almost lost the over. So by the way, um, yeah, won just, the total won the total by half a point. With half a two point scores in overtime. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it just. That's why, again, we want to. I want to shit on the books for laying a bad number. How how sharp were they with that total? Like opening at forty seven and a half, touched forty eight, closed at forty six and a half in a couple books, and it's just that's what we're dealing with here, people. These last couple Super Bowls, it, it's the, again, it's the golden age of football. Like it's we haven't had a blowout in forever. Like it's just been incredibly close Super Bowls where you can go back and look in the nineties, the seventies, the eighties. A lot of blowouts. And um, yeah, it's just, again, 123 million people watched that. It really is the golden age of football. But you didn't answer my question. Why can't books adjust? And why didn't a lot of betters adjust? Because a lot of professional money came in on the Niners. Big, big bets came in on the Niners. Why? We were hearing it all week. You're, you're sort of shaking your head, but like all week we were hearing. Because it's from house players. Guys. I told you it's house players. Like Right. But still, like even before that, we were hearing from wise guys that they like the Niners and we were staying strong and staying on the Chiefs. But a lot of that to me is because the way these games get power rated is power ratings are set over the course of the season and bookmakers especially are very slow to adjust. And the Chiefs were a team that was not perfect but they are a team that is built to win over the course of a season. They're not worried about whether or not they're going to be the number one seed. They know they'll be able to win wherever they go as long as they are playing their best football come January. So the books didn't adjust for the fact that the Niners got, that the Chiefs got so much better. Why is it so hard for books to make those dramatic adjustments? 
honestly, the truth is they're stubborn. And that was the hardest part for me, adjusting to the Mahomes. Because I told you, it's like everything in my body was like, you want to take the 49ers here. They matched up really well with a lot of what they did. But you just talked about it. It's like the more I dove into the film, the more I realized it's like, no, there's plenty here for the Chiefs to take advantage of against this 49ers team. And they did. And like, again, it's all about the adjustments. We talk all the time. It's these games are won and lost on these adjustments. And even in that overtime, people go back and watch, watch how they attack Bosa. That's, that was the biggest takeaway for me. Like that was a big adjustment where Bosa dominated the first half and they kind of redid the offense. We're like, you know what? We either need to run it at him or just break out Mahomes to that side and let him get free run. We cannot have him keep dropping back and let Bosa get free runs on him. So um, yeah, the, the books, I got where they were coming from. I told you I had this game at minus one and a half for the 49ers, but I was never going to bet the 49ers. Unless they were a dog, I was never going to do it. But you kind of saw where I was coming from where I wanted the Chiefs at three because that felt like the safe number. Like that, to me, was the safest spot to bet this team because think about this game. It was a coin flip game. It came down yeah. to a field goal, and that's that's what it felt like it was going to be the whole time, no matter what. So, um, yeah, the book's not adjusting to it. I think it's just being stubborn because most of us have the model. I was right there with them, but I didn't get the money. That's what, that's my biggest issue was I didn't get the money where it's like the books kept saying they needed the 49ers. Then why not move the number? Cause every pro I talked to, the ones that were betting it were stubborn veterans. They weren't putting big money against Mahomes, Honestly, that's why I kept saying those big bets you were seeing. That was house betters to me. And, yeah. you know, even our, our, our network action ran a thing with Billy Walters and, Again, all you people out there, you don't fucking know any professional betters. Billy Billy Walters is it for you guys, right? You think you know pros on Twitter? You do not. But what Billy Walters says is God's honest truth. And when people are like, oh, he's playing mind games, telling people he's going to take the Chiefs here. He's really going to be on the 49ers. What? So he can look stupid to all of you people? Yeah, saying exactly. he's not the Chiefs? Billy oh, so when Billy Walters is saying he's on the Chiefs? He's already gotten his money down. He doesn't yes. care. Like, I, I couldn't stand that, the doing. narrative. We're like, they're like, oh, Billy's trying to psych people out so he gets a better number on the 49ers. It's, it couldn't be further from the truth on what he was doing. So that was the most annoying part, too. People were like, you're doing the square pick, taking the Chiefs with the public. It's like, you only know one professional better named Billy Walters, and he's on the Chiefs. How can the Chiefs be square if the best better in American history is on that side? So that that's the hardest part, too. You're hearing so much stupid noise. Um even the pros I talked to that are really smart, none of them went seven figures against Mahomes for good reason. It's like they're not dumb enough to take that stance where they were. They did take a stance. They did take the 49ers, but none of them were like, oh, this is this is an easy bet, right? None of them took that big of a position just because the line was so tight. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting week of really hard to stay in your position because there was so much noise. But honestly, one of the best sleeps I've ever had been in Super Bowl was that Saturday night bet on Mahomes. I really had peace of mind where it's like, I I feel so much trust with this guy that if he has the ball last, I'm going to be all right. And what did we see, Chad? We saw history. He was eight for eight on that final drive in overtime to get a touchdown. That's why we bet him, right? It's like, that was the exact exactly thing we talked we about. Yeah. It's, everything we talked about was, do you really want to get in, bet against Mahomes in a close game where the fact he's the guy on the other side of the field is going to play into the decision that every other coach opposing him and every quarterback opposing him plays. And we're going to, I want to dig in a little more into sort of his greatness. There's two other points I want to make. You mentioned Spagnolo, and he's the only coordinator 
with four Super Bowl rings. He called a legendary blitz. I think it should go down with the Edelman catch in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. I think it should go down with the Malcolm Butler interception. I think it should go down with the Tyree helmet catch. Third and four from the Kansas City 35-yard line. If San Francisco, late in the game, tie game, if San Francisco gets a first down, that game is over. Yeah. And he ran a blitz. And people like to hate on Romo. But Romo did an amazing job of capturing this. Trent McDuffie is lined up in the slot. What looks like he will be defending whoever is in the slot for the Niners. He takes one tiny step back as Purdy is in shotgun and sees what McDuffie is doing. Purdy looks the other way. Trent McDuffie then leaves coverage, blitzes, unblocked. He's there in less than a second and a half, bats the ball down. It's a field goal. That's the game. And like the fact that Spagnolo knew when he wanted to call that blitz, he did not call a ton of blitzes on that drive, but on that play, called that blitz. He's a Hall of Famer. He must get into the Hall of Fame with the, the way he has built the defense to complement a once in a generation quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. Put him in the Hall and, of Fame. Yeah. And he's also a great life lesson of not everyone's cut out for different things in life. He is not a good head coach. And there is so much extra that goes into a head coach. But like you just said, it that they're the second youngest defense in NFL history to win a Super Bowl. Like their average age was 25. And what he's done with their secondary, the cornerbacks, all of it, even their young D tackles, like that was how you beat Purdy. How you beat Purdy is you get pressure up the middle and get them off balance. Like that's really his only real weakness. I mean, that's what's so crazy about breaking down Purdy's film. It's like, I can't believe this kid was the last pick in the second round or seventh round, like all of his off bouncers, all of it. So yeah, when you're breaking out of defense to me, that was the key, right? And Kurt Warner did a great breakdown on Twitter about there was really nothing Purdy can do. If Purdy was a 10 year vet, maybe there's something he could have done there, right? Maybe go hard count anything to see that pre-snap blitz. That's not who Purdy is, man. He's a second guy running a very simple system that he just needs to really make those reads, right? So Purdy has a lot going on in his head already, trying to remember all these plays and all this different crap. Him not doing a hard count there, yes, people can fault them for that, right? But if you go back and watch that play, there is nothing they could have done. Unless taking a timeout or whatever, it was he was dead from the get-go, is what Chad just said. Incredible disguise. The guy was backpedaling right before he snapped it, and then just instant sprint unblocked right to him. So that was incredible. And everyone's going to go back to the overtime play, right? Um, Ayuk breaks his guy's ankles. He is in the back of the end zone, wide open in that overtime. But what happened, right? Third down blitz. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Third down blitz by Spags. The the offensive line shifted. They didn't account, right? The guard made the wrong read. He broke inside instead of staying on. Uh, Chris Jones, right? Unblocked, right? To Purdy. And it's just... That's that's the game within the game, right? Andy Reid made the perfect call on that touchdown and on a couple couple plays, right? Same with Spags. Spags made the perfect calls at the perfect time, and that was the game changer of the game, like you just talked about. Like It won't be remembered, but by football nerds like us, that's a play I'll remember forever because you're right. It was just the perfect call, and he just been saving it for that exact third down. At halftime of this game, the Niners were then up 10 to three. And I was sitting watching with my wife, who's not a like, you know, huge football fan. She doesn't know sort of the history and legacy of Usher was coming on. 
<laughs> right. She doesn't know the history and legacy of Kyle Shanahan. And yeah. I looked at her and I go, I said, this poor 49ers coach, he's going to lose another Super Bowl in which he had a double digit lead. I felt the same um, way at halftime. I felt the same way. That's and and here's the thing. I feel like this should not be an indictment on Kyle Shanahan not winning at this point. I think it's actually a testament to his skill level of the people he is playing against. He should be praised for making it as hard on them as it has been because he's had the misfortune of coaching against Tom Brady when he was the coordinator for the Falcons and Patrick Mahomes in his two Super Bowl losses. This is like, and this is something we were saying about Patrick Mahomes for the past two weeks. He's not a normal quarterback, right? He is a Michael Jordan-esque, Picasso-esque, Shakespeare-esque, Bill Gates-esque figure. He is the exception to every rule. We are witnessing greatness on a level that has not existed except for maybe Tom Brady in the NFL, which is why you cannot bet against him. You cannot account for the normal modeling when it comes to him. This is the Buffalo Bills losing to the Cowboys because they had Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin. It's the Jazz losing to the Bulls because they have Michael Jordan. Not taking nothing away from Jerry Sloan and John Stockton and Carl Malone, all Hall of Famers, but you were going against Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson. Like You're just going against the people who are better than anyone ever, not just better than anyone in this moment. Here's a great stat from Aaron Schatz from uh, formerly of Football Outsiders. Uh, Mike Shanahan teams are now three of the six best teams ever to lose a Super Bowl based on DVOA. I mean, I feel terrible for the guy, but he's going against, here's some stats on how dominant Patrick Mahomes is. I just love that you called him Mike. You called him Mike. Mike Did I call him Mike? Yeah, it's just you're just locked in. I'm locked in. Sorry, Kyle. (laughs) Pat Mahomes, take me home to the place we belong. In 114 career starts, Patrick Mahomes has lost by more than one possession four times. When Kansas City allows 17 points or less with Mahomes as a QB, they are 42-0 straight up. When they allow fewer than 24 points, they are 58 and six. When he has trailed by seven or more points in 11 playoff games, he has taken the lead back in 10 of those games. Since 2019, the Chiefs have trailed by 10 or more points in a playoff game six times. They are five and one straight up in those games. The rest of the NFL, six and 48 in those games. The guy is insane. He's insane. And these are the down, this is supposed to be the down year. Like that's the craziest part of these last two years was like, okay, they paid him the money. Now they have to rebuild around him, Right. And it's just gone the other way. And that was like, that's the most painful part for me. We're like, we talked about it. We got sucked in the narrative that they just weren't the same team this year. And it's true. Even that Super Bowl, right? It showed its ugly head. That offense can be incredibly stagnant because they don't have the game breakers. And again, 49ers fans, I don't fault them for it, but you know, once they get an injury to the linebacker position, 
you can say the game did change. The guy who came in, um, who who got hurt? Was it Greenlaw? Greenlaw got hurt. Yes, it was Greenlaw. So Greenlaw goes down, and at the time, he is dominating the game. If you go back and watch the film, they are flying to the ball. The guy who comes in to replace him, Mahomes goes nine for nine against him with 130 passer, passer rating and a touchdown. It's like that's that's what's so brutal with this, where you you eventually give Mahomes the matchup. He is so incredibly good at attacking it and taking advantage of it. And he's a he's an assassin with it. And that was the adjustment, obviously, they made. And we talked about it a little before the show. Like, I love, I will love forever that call on fourth and one, running a triple option, right? He could have either handed it off, he could have done a quick pass to Kelsey or Rice. But if it wasn't there, he was just going to tuck it and run. And it's like you you can't stop those kind of quarterbacks in those moments where Mahomes just never lets it get too big. He didn't even panic. I mean, right in his face is Bosa. Bosa goes with the running back. He keeps it and just cuts right off him and takes whatever it was, 10, 15 yards downfield. It's just like, that's what we talk about. We're betting him where he just, when things break down, he always makes magic and the moment's never too big for him. And even at halftime, like you said, they're down 10 to three. I never lost confidence. And I knew eventually they would get a lucky break. That's just how their team's been all season. And sure enough, that punt happens, hits a foot. Um, you know, the guy makes the right play, right? Tries to dive on it or pick it up, which I guess could say the wrong play. You should have just dove on it. But um, the moment was there. And what we talk about all the time, he's such a killer with momentum that the first play, he goes right to the end zone. They score. And this is where I got so much respect for Purdy. He came out down 13 to 10 and drove right down the field and got a touchdown. And it's like, again, if you're a 49ers fan, it sucks. It's brutal. But it's like, you guys are so lucky that Purdy just seems like he's the real deal. And these moments aren't too big for him. It's it's pretty incredible. So, um, yeah, like, again, retrospect. This league, I mean, God willing, me and Chad are still going to be living for another 100 years. There's going to be, in the next 100 years, there's going to be teams that never win a Super Bowl. The Lions, the Browns, there's going to be these teams that exist that are never going to win. It. And that's the toughest part if you're a 49ers fan. It's like, you got the team, but you don't know if you're ever going to be back. And that's, that's why I get it, why you guys are so miserable right now. But it's like... What Chad said, you ran into history. It's Mahomes. Like, as an Eagles fan, I'm bummed about it, but it's like, if you lose to the greatest one, it doesn't matter. Now, the fun part, Chad, for me and you the next 10 years, who's going to be our Eli Manning, right? Who is going to be this mid-tier, unassuming quarterback that's going to keep slaying this guy? And, you know, the story at the end of the day, again, Eli made the throws. It was Spags, right? Spags was part of that team that beat that 18 owner Patriots. So um, we know what you need to do to beat Mahomes, right? You need to be able to get pressure with the front four. That's how the 49ers were winning. They were getting pressure with their front four, dropping the rest of the coverage. Mahomes couldn't do anything to it. The issue was the 49ers didn't capitalize. I mean, you can't only score two touchdowns against Pat and expect to win. And I think Purdy had good, good retrospect talking about that, where he did fail in, in retrospect because they kicked field goals. You, you need sevens to beat. You need you need sevens to beat him, right? Like we've seen it time and time again. If you give him an inch, the mental war games, they're gonna beat you eventually. And um, I think it makes sense why people keep harping on. We talked before, right, Chad? The more prepared, the more prepared team was going to be the Chiefs, right? Their coaching staff will be the most prepared team. It it showed true. Like them not knowing the overtime rules and the fact that Andy Reid talked about the overtime rooms in training camp, and then they talked about it for the two weeks leading up to it. It's like this is what it takes to be great. And those little details, again, I'm not one of those people that blame Kyle for losing the game because of that. 
But that just to me is another factor on the edge that Andy Reid and Spags had where it's like every little detail they're prepared for. In the end, we bet on the best player, the better head coach, and the best coordinator. That's ultimately what we decided Amen. we were going to do. Yeah. Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. That's right. It's game time. I love game time for two reasons. First, they still sponsor this show. Second, <laughs> I actually use game time all the time. They have amazing last minute deals, including pro and college sports. Speaking of which, I'm actually going to open the game time app right now, no matter where you live. What am I doing right now? Oh, I can see in the game time app. I can see that I can go to a Brooklyn Nets game tonight for less than $100 to play in the Boston Celtics. I can get into an NBA game in New York City. No matter where you live, download the GameTime app and get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Just download the GameTime app and you use code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Evan, bring us some interesting stats and data to provide context for this wonderful Super Bowl. What's up, guys? Uh, we can go one by one here. I do want to mention one thing since Simon just hit on it. So that list from Aaron Schatz, the top three Super Bowl losses on that DVO, DVOA list, all Spagnola too. So two 49ers and Simon mentioned it 07. So Spagnola, and the great thing, I just looked it up very quickly. Only So he only had one sack. Uh, against Purdy and only two sacks against Hurts. He had five against Brady. So to me, not even sacks, it's the pressure. And we saw that on the third down and all those different situations, just brilliant scheming, but very fun that Spagnola is the top three on that list. That guy is uh, unreal. All right, let's keep going here. It's so true. it's true. just ridiculous. Uh, Hall of Famer. Hall yeah. of freaking Famer. Him and uh, Dick LeBeau, like side by side on so many lists. Uh, in his career, Patrick Mahomes has played 18 games away from home against defenses allowing 20 points per game or less. Mahomes is now 17 and one in those games. He's won 15 straight. His only loss was to Ryan Tannehill in 2019. A fun side note, <laughs> well, but look, ridiculous. The truth is, he'll never be an underdog again. Like he made a point of noting <laughs> that they really shouldn't ever be underdogs. Uh, so, but this is a good note to remember if by chance he ever is an underdog in this scenario again. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's move to kind of next season for a second, just for a moment, because this is a very fun note. So remembering the Super Bowl hangover for week one. So since 2000, the loser of the Super Bowl five and 19 against the spread to open the year, the next season. So not a great start last two years gone one and one with one covering and one, not. And so it was covered by. What a point, half a point against the Patriots. Yeah, it was one, very tight. Really they, lucky. They didn't look great. So I, no. I think the angle kind of sits for itself. Uh, yeah. But let's kind of talk about let's kind of talk about that week one for a second. So speaking of week one, Andy Reid sixteen and nine straight up as a head coach to open the regular season. But I'm only mentioning that 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 for this reason. When looking at his teams playing on long rest, so thirteen plus days outside of that week one, he is now thirty-two and seven in his career with the Chiefs and the Eagles. And I took it one step further because I was honestly just curious. With Mahomes and McNabb, he is twenty-seven and three on that thirteen days rest outside of week ones. So 
great quarterback and rest. There is literally nobody better in the sport. So I thought that was fun. And we could put that in our back pocket. Jeez, Louise, we got a <laughs> lot of stuff to remember. For uh, that's, that's why I'm here. Why at, I'm here. at the end of the day, a lot of stuff to remember, but really just remember don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> that's mostly what this is about. Uh, to Chad's point though. So he'll never be an underdog again, but the fact that he was in back-to-back Super Bowls is something we'll never, ever forget because he was the first team ever to win back-to-back Super Bowls, both as underdogs. And Mahomes might go down as the best quarterback ever. So the fact that that actually happened and we had two teams in Philly and San Francisco that pushed the market in that direction, pretty fascinating. Isn't that amazing? Like, think about this. And this was driving a lot of our decision-making, why would you bet against Patrick Mahomes as an underdog? Like in what world should this guy be an underdog? What will be really interesting is let's say one year, Patrick Mahomes is in the Super Bowl with a three loss Kansas City team against a team that went undefeated, that goes into the Super Bowl 19 and 0. And Patrick Mahomes is an underdog because there's no way he wouldn't be right? There's no way bookmakers are going to have a 19-0 and team against a three-loss team, even if it's Patrick Mahomes, and he won't be the underdog. I can't wait for that day, and I can't wait to unload my kid's college fund on Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. The craziest part about that stat, though, Chad, he did start his career, and I believe this is right, uh, being a favorite in 13 consecutive playoff games. He was one start away from uh, tying Peyton Manning's record, and then all of a sudden, he was a dog in five of six. So literally... It just the, the dichotomy between the two and the and the difference of runs that they had in the teams just kind of makes it very fascinating. What else you got? You got anything else? Yeah, I mean, I got a bunch of stuff here. Last 17 Super Bowls, dogs now 10 and 7 straight up, 12 and 5 against the spread. So dogs have been really running the game, especially when the two teams are tight. And it's been the 16th consecutive year where the spread's been, I believe, under seven. So tight games, two weeks of prep. Dogs have been pretty good. And we mentioned this on the first pod I did right off right off the, the matchup being set. NFC favorites uh, now just it's just terrible. So co- covering just once in their last 11 games dating back to 1996. And we kind of talked about that. And actually, it came exactly true, right? We were like, what was the reason? Oh, the great quarterbacks on the other side. Well, happened again. You got one more that I want to read, which is... Um, How about it? The... The last 17 Super Bowls, the team with the better record entering the game has covered once. Unbelievable. This Super Bowl, man, there's so many signals that you can glean from what has happened. And like, I think the hardest part with betting sometimes is assuming this is going to be the time where that doesn't work. It's like betting the unders in primetime games, betting regression in some sort of a way. We got to figure out a way. Guys, guys, this is the killer app that I'm about to suggest we figure out. How do we figure out which of these signals are irrefutable? Do you know what I mean? Sure. Which signals are irrefutable as a prediction of what will happen next? Evan, Evan, you got... Six months to figure it out. 
<laughs> I was going to say it's the six pillars of something. It's it, It's got a creative name to it. I, but what it really should be, Chad, is anytime you bet against Patrick Mahomes, your phone should just electrocute you. That That is most likely what the situation and, and if he's an underdog and you bet against him, they should just completely take your phone away. So that's probably listen, the easiest way to do it. You know how I like to manage. I like to think big picture. You can figure out the details. That's fair. Okay? Just tell me what the answer is going to be. That's it. All right. For the second time, catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like, subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. And now, a word from our sponsor, Factor, whose delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Even if all of your Super Bowl props lost, treat your body right with pre-prepared chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals that are hot and ready to enjoy in just two minutes. We've run the numbers. We've done the math. Evan is on it. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash favorites50 and use code favorites50 to get 50% off. That's code favorites50 to get 50% off. All right, this was a great stat. Simon, and all credit to Evan. He told us before the season began that the uh, preseason Super Bowl favorites with a with odds of 1,200 or shorter, had won nine of the past 10 Super Bowls. Kansas City went off at six to one. So now it makes it 10 of the 11 past Super Bowl champions with preseason odds of 12 to one or shorter have won the Super Bowl. So I reminded everybody that in this season, I did a little round robin. I bet, you know, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Philly, Cincinnati, or San Francisco, KC, San Francisco, Buffalo, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I got a matchup of San Francisco, Kansas City at 22 to one. Looking ahead to the futures, and we'll talk about totals for a second for, for our two teams here, but looking ahead to the futures, Niners are six to one at bet 365. Kansas City is seven to one. Ravens, nine to one. Bills, 10 to 1, Detroit Lions, 12 to 1. Just on the outside, Bengals, 14 to 1, Cowboys, 16 to 1. First question. If we're betting a Super Bowl matchup, would you do a round robin with these five 12 to 1 teams right now? Yeah, sure. It's fun. But um, people, Right now, in a high-yield savings account, you can get 5% back on your money, okay? Do you want to tie your money up with a sports book for the next year, or do you want to do that with your money? Please do the latter. Um, don't don't make these bets. Like, chat, what Chad's talking about is true. What I bet on is the unicorns, and it happens way more often than you'd believe it. Even this last season, okay, I was all in on the Rams. I talked about the Rams for months. You could have got them at 150-1 to 1 to make a Super Bowl run. Could you have not have seen them beat that Lions team, right? A couple of bounces didn't go their way. Could they have beat Tampa on the road? Probably. Could they have beaten this 49ers team that seemed like they struggled down the, towards the end of the season, right? 0 for 3 against the spread for the 49ers in the playoffs. I'm sure the Rams could have done it, right? So 
that's what, if I'm going to tie up my money for the next year, I want it to be in a long shot. Now people take it out of context. where like these, this show thinks the, the Chicago bears are going to win the super bowl. Cause we gave them out at hundred to one. Fucking a, we did not think that maybe we did uh, once it came to August, but I definitely didn't think that betting in February. And what I'm betting here is I want to bet long shots on things that might happen that could happen. And, you know, things could break these teams ways and that's how they could get there. So if, I, if I'm going to give you my, what I've already bet, again, this is going to, I'll start at the bottom. We're going to get real ugly people. My first bet I made, Giants at 125 to one on bet 365. Do I really think the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think their division is open? Yeah. I don't think Dallas and the Eagles are as good as people perceive. And I think if Daniel Jones is healthy, they get a little better. I mean, even look at what they did with Tommy DeVito, people. Like, it's all there. The Giants could make some crazy run. Do I really believe it? No. That's that's we're going to start with the Giants. They're my longest one. Next up is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is heavily rumored to be out there to get Justin Fields. Yes, I was Love gonna. I move. was gonna ask you about this one because I'm looking at this one and like, of course we're gonna bet the Steelers. I want to remind Got people it. that a few years ago, we had both bet on the Buccaneers at very yeah. long odds before Tom Brady went to the Bucs yep. because he was rumored to be as part of the sweepstakes. And like, again, that's another great one where I, again, dumbest, luckiest bet ever. I hit that at 60 to one Tampa to win a Super Bowl because Tom got traded there or, or went there as a free agent. Again, these are ugly people. Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're as terrible as we perceive. Even this year, they had, a, they had a bunch of games where it's like, okay, this team is not that terrible. And you saw when Kyler Murray came back, He's a spark. Like, as much hate as he gets, he is what all these people are hoping Bryce Young would be, right? It's like these fast, short quarterbacks that can put the ball downfield. Now you add in, they might take Marvin Harris Jr. with their first pick, and now he has an absolute stud on the outside. I love that upside for Arizona. The only reason I'm not putting a lot on it is because of their division. It's like the 49ers, they're going to be right back here. Their Purdy cost them 0.3% of their salary cap. Like, they got the money. The 49ers should be back, so... Again, not too heavy in Arizona just because of that division. Um, Chad already mentioned them. Tampa, 66 to 1. I just like the value there on Baker. It's like in that division, again, another team about to bring up. It's just because of the division they're in. And to cap it out, even though this has moved, Atlanta, I saw them at 50 to 1. Now they're down to 40 to 1. There's my last one, Atlanta. Like Atlanta, if they go get Justin Fields, if they go get Kirk Cousins, instantly that's going to be a good team. Like they have all the pieces. The only thing missing all season was the quarterback. So um, I hate that they've moved so much because they're right at the threshold. I usually don't like to take 40 to one at this point of the year, but um, if you can shop around, this is bet three, six, five, we're on shop around, see if any other book has them at 50 to one. Still. I, I like the value on Atlanta just in case they do get a quarterback in there. It's funny when I look at these top five, Niners, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Lions, Lions. Um, How about Lions being top five? I know. It almost looks it, it looks disorienting, to be honest, because obviously we know what they did last year and there's going to be a lot of momentum for them. But the Chiefs are the only bet though when you talk AFC, right? Yeah, that, that like the Lions to me looks like I feel like they might be overvalued because of expectations. I might wait and hope that the Lions lose a couple games early, drop, and then yeah, like by that. virtue of their team. Then I look at the the Ravens and the Bills. Why would I bet on either of those when they play in the same division as in the same conference as the Chiefs? 
There's and just the no mental reason. factor. He, he's broken both of them mentally. He's broken them. You, you can't tell me he hasn't. Like people that keep being denial, it's like Josh Allen. I don't know how much therapy he's gonna have to do, but come on. Like you, you just talked about it. Like Michael Jordan broke people's wills. He broke that whole era. That whole '90s era was broken because of Jordan. We're seeing it from Mahomes. Like th- again, the Jazz they should have won multiple championships. And he broke them. Even he would say they had better teams and he still beat them just because of what he could do. So it feels the same for the Mahomes. I'm right on board with Chad. It's like even the Dallas Cowboys, I almost got sucked back in. The Cowboys were 20 to one. Dak, for all we know, Dak is mentally broken. The dude, Jordan Love, looked like the seasoned vet when they played. Like he got outclassed by Jordan Love. So I'd much rather throw money on Green Bay at their price. Um, Let's see where they're at. Green Bay is... 22 to one. I'd rather bet them than I would Dallas. Cause at least I know Jordan love has what it takes in the playoffs. He doesn't let the moment get too big for him. So yeah, people, if you're, if you think I'm betting these futures, I, I really think what Chad said so true. It's like really dive into it. Can you really trust these teams at these prices? And I just don't think I can, where it's like, I'd rather bet on these other random teams at a better price that to me had the same exact chances. This Cowboys team does. The only AFC team I would bet on, Cincinnati Bengals, because I do think Burrow has proven it. Burrow has beaten Mahomes multiple times. Yep. Uh, they have a in Anarumo. They they have a coordinator on defense who I think is Spags like in his ability to be creative and create schemes that will challenge Mahomes. And they also have so much talent. So fourteen to one for the Bengals. This is like the last year of it, right? Because they're they're tagging yeah. T Higgs. Like this feels like the last year of exactly. Chase T Higgs. You know, it's all there for this this Bengals team. Coming off an injury, too. You're right. It's good by low spot, too, for them. So Cincy feels like a good one to me. They could get out strong, so that's that's an interesting one to me. Um, right now, the totals uh, for season wins, Chiefs 10.5, uh, Niners 11.5. I mean, how do you not bet the Chiefs over right now? What? Is Bet365 hung their totals already? That's what I'm looking at. Regular season Holy wins. shit. Yeah. Just those two. Just those two. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's psycho level. Um I wouldn't do I wouldn't do anything, but um, fuck, man. I guess you got to take Mahomes over, right? Damn. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, that's crazy though. They already hung it. Just imagine yeah. locking up your money on a win, a season win total for a year. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and look, we're gonna we've got a lot of draft coming up. We've got a lot of yeah. free agency coming up. We're gonna have <clears throat> experts and guests on the podcast in all these areas talking about it. Ex pro players. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to dig in deeply and get a lot of actionable stuff as we go along. But I like what we're building here, Simon. I like, I think we got a nice little foundation to build on for the season. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 is now live in Indiana and Arizona. And Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boost with them than with anyone else. Every day they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boosts. Check out the boost and see why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Simon, you're back in New Jersey. You've been back in New Jersey for a couple of weeks. Uh, can you officially and finally tell people so they can stop asking you why you were in Hawaii for so long? 
Well, I did tell people at our live shows. That was a little treat to our diehard listeners where um, in person, I was happy to tell them. But yeah, Chad knows I got in a little bit of trouble last year. I basically, you know, the group I work for, a lot of them are older guys and they all live in Vegas. And I just viewed it that everything going on the East Coast is a lot different right now than what's going on in Vegas. It's like two different worlds, a lot of different people here too. A lot of it's, it, the game has changed. It's like, I have so many books here. There's just so, it's just so different. And I basically was going to try to get out of a contract and start my own little thing up, start my own group. I got caught for the, like the easiest way to say is I got caught before even getting anything going. And, uh, you got caught. Yeah. I was told I had to leave the East coast and I had to move West being the asshole I am. I was like, well, I'm going to stick it to these guys because they're paying for it. I'm going to make them pay for me to move to Hawaii. And, yeah, joke was on me. Like it was cool for two months, but quickly did I realize I am in the middle of Pacific, thousands of miles from a sports book. And yeah, it was awful. It was it was really tough trying to work there and deal with people, especially on the East Coast, on those different hours, doing our show at those different hours. Luckily, flew to Vegas February 1st, got the clear that I can move back to Jersey. Now I am back in Jersey and hopefully next season I will be as well. It's just I love it here. I love the sports books and I am a true degenerated heart where it's like, I, I knew I missed the books, but I, I really didn't realize that how bad I was going to during the season until I was miles away. So loved Hawaii, loved the people of Hawaii, amazing experience, survived a once in a lifetime, horrible fires. Happy to be back on the East coast where there are no wildfires and my cheesesteak doesn't cost $30 and tastes like shit. It's, it's nice to be back on the East coast. And we're in the same time zone and only two hours away from each other. <laughs> and I think about you saying how hard it is to live in Hawaii while I'm literally looking out my window at a blizzard that has been going on since midnight and <laughs> trees that are falling down because the snow is so heavy. So yeah, welcome back to the East Coast, <laughs> sucker. Yeah, I loved I loved Hawaii, but I, I am very happy back with all my degenerates on the East Coast. Listen, we're glad you're back too as are all of our listeners. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page every Tuesday at 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback as a gift until Tuesday, 1.45 p.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.